The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. Advent continues, but we'll take a little break today for a feast. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Wednesday, November 30th, 2022, Wednesday of the first week of Advent. In the Missal, it's liturgical year A, cycle one. Wednesday is a day to pray the glorious mysteries of the rosary. And today is the feast of St. Andrew the Apostle. Andrew was St. Peter's brother and was called with him. John the Evangelist presents Andrew as a disciple of John the Baptist. When Jesus walked by one day, John said, Behold the Lamb of God. Andrew and another disciple followed Jesus, who turned and saw them following and said, What are you looking for? They said to him, Rabbi, where are you staying? And he said to them, Come and see. Legend has it that Andrew preached the good news in what is now modern Greece and Turkey and was crucified at Patras on an X-shaped cross around the year 60 A.D. St. Andrew, pray for us, and let's offer this day to the Lord. Come, Holy Spirit, inflame our hearts with the longings of Christ's sacred heart so that we might truly offer our persons and works in union with him for the salvation of the world. Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, we consecrate ourselves to your Sacred Heart, and we offer ourselves with you to the Father in your Holy Sacrifice of the Mass, with our prayer, work, sufferings, and joys of this day, in reparation for our sins, and that your Kingdom come. We especially pray for the Church throughout the whole world, for the Holy Father and His intentions, for the evangelization and conversion of the whole world, for our bishop and his intentions, for our parish, and for our families and their needs. Listen to us, O Lord, through Christ your Son. Amen. And along with Pope Francis, we pray for children who are suffering, especially those who are homeless, orphans, and victims of war. May they be guaranteed access to education and the opportunity to experience family affection. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the Gospel of the Day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's Ten Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me. A number of years ago, when I was in school in Rome, I, at a last minute, decided to come home and see my family for the Christmas break. And I remember uh, I got the, the best flight I could, but it turned out that I would be flying in basically into a massive snowstorm. And so I called my parents and I said that I would be home later, you know, I would stay in a hotel and that would find a way to, to get home sometime after that. And they would hear none of that. And so they insisted on driving to the airport 
to pick me up, even in the midst of this pretty significant snowstorm, so that I had been away from my home for a good six or eight months at that point, and wouldn't be one one more day. It was they were going to get me home that night, and so I remember driving home through this snowstorm, and I wasn't even driving; I was in the passenger seat. And just as we were as we were going down the highway, it was incredibly treacherous. There was no other cars on the road. It was a very dark stretch of the highway. And we could barely see the the lines in the road or the guardrails. It, it probably was a bit imprudent, but we, we made it, uh, survived. But it was very treacherous uh, there for a little while because there was no ability to, to see the road ahead or even to have another car right in front of us that we could just follow someone else's taillights and just kind of go where they're going to be sure that we're staying on the road, staying in a lane. Well, we did eventually get home safe. I think this trailblazing down the highway can give us a deeper appreciation of the apostle we celebrate today, St. Andrew. He was one of the very first apostles. And he was very much this type of a trailblazer. Maybe even some of the other apostles were able to just look at Andrew or John or Peter or James or Philip, Matthew, and say like, okay, we can do we can do what they do. They've learned how to be apostles. They've been at it a few months more, so we can just follow their example. But St. Andrew didn't have that. He he was the trailblazer. He didn't have road markers or street signs or guardrails. Jesus, you you called St. Andrew, and he was there right from the very beginning of your public ministry. And he had to trust, even when there was no preset path or there was nobody else to follow. He wasn't driving. Jesus, you're driving. You're always the one who's in the lead. But Andrew had to trust that going down this uncharted territory with you in the driver's seat, that he could trust you and that he would follow where you would go. Similarly, when you called him and his brother, Simon Peter, to leave their nets, leave the boat, and come and follow you, that you would make them fishers of men, what what does that even mean? We hear that today and we're like, oh, okay, fishers of men, yeah, that's that's apostolate. That's that's to be apostles. But I don't know if that phrase appears anywhere before Jesus, you said it, to Peter and Andrew. So it's well, what does that even mean? What does it mean to be to be a fisher of men? And they had to trust you, Jesus. Andrew has to be this trailblazer trusting you with this total confidence. And we can learn that from him today. Maybe where we are, we can look always to the examples of the saints. We can always look to the examples of those around us, but maybe there's some unique circumstance that we have to be a trailblazer, that we have to go down an uncharted road with you. And Jesus, it just requires us to trust you, that we have to be willing to put everything into your hands. You're the driver and we're the passenger. There's a sign on the church uh, down the road from my church, and it was always very clever. I would love driving by it. And it just simply said, 
if Jesus is your co-pilot, then switch seats. If Jesus is your co-pilot, switch seats. Jesus, you need to be the pilot. You have to be the one in the driver's seat. And we have to be willing to trust you, even when the path is untrod, or we can't see clearly where it's going to lead. Jesus, you call us, you invite us to trust you and to just put everything into your hands. Even if we don't know all the details, we can put things in your hands and you'll do incredible, miraculous things. St. Andrew also shows up midway through the gospel, according to St. John, when there's the huge crowd of people and they need something to eat. And Jesus, he, you're testing the apostles. You're, you're trying to draw out of them what you're looking for. So you test poor Philip. Philip, how are we going to get enough food? How are we possibly going to get all these people to have something to eat? And I'd be like, I don't know, Jesus. I, I didn't realize it was our job to feed them. I thought we were just preaching. Uh, but Jesus puts it on them. You're, we're going to feed them. How are we going to do it, Philip? And Andrew, out of the blue, just says, here's what we have. I don't know what's going to happen with it, but there's a lad here with five barley loaves and two fish. <laughs> what is this among so many? I have no idea what we can do with this, but Jesus, if we put it in your hands, if we give it to you, then maybe you can do something with it. More than maybe. Jesus, if we give you the little that we have, you can definitely do something with it. This is what St. Andrew, our friend whose feast day we celebrate today, this is what he teaches us. This is the example that he can be for us. That even when the path is uncharted, even when we don't know what's going to happen, or we may be unsure, that Jesus, if we just give everything over to you, if we totally trust you, we let you be in the driver's seat, well, then we'll arrive safely, that we will be fruitful. Our apostolate will be fruitful. And we shouldn't be afraid of being creative in those times when there's uncharted territory. Oh, there's no saint that's ever been in a situation exactly like mine. No, maybe there hasn't been, but I'm here. Here I am. Ecce ego, quia vocasti me. Behold, here I am. You've called me. You've called me, Jesus, and here I am. This feast of St. Andrew, November 30th, is also the beginning of the novena in preparation for the Immaculate Conception of Our Mother, Our Lady. And Mary was the total trailblazer. Again, always with Jesus in the driver's seat, always at the direction of the Holy Spirit. But her Immaculate Conception marks the beginning of something totally new, totally uncharted territory, that there's no one else to look to. And so she needs this total reliance on God. She needs to totally trust that when the angel delivers this message to her, that she's going to be the mother of God, something completely otherwise unheard of, that she's going to trust. And who knows what that will look like, but she trusted. Mary can teach us this. And so today we should really begin this time of novena. And novena is not just about, you know, rambling off a lot of prayers. It's not about just getting through all kinds of litanies and extra decades of the rosary. Those can be good things when they're piously done, but a novena should just be a, a more intentional time over these nine days where we entrust ourselves more 
into the hands of our mother so she could teach us how to be this trailblazer like St. Andrew. She can inspire us by her example. And it should be marked by something just very practical. It could be a great idea today to just pick one practical way that we're going to honor Our Lady in these days, one practical prayer that we can say, maybe one practical offering that we can make, one small little sacrifice so that we can be preparing to celebrate Our Lady's feast day. And so this is who we're called to be. St. Andrew shows us this and Our Lady preeminently shows it, that we put everything in the hands of Jesus. And even when we're called to be those trailblazers and the road isn't clear, Jesus gets us safely to our destination. He is our sure pilot and guide. He's our example and our friend. And today he called St. Andrew and as well prepared our mother for these great marvels of holiness. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations which you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help in putting them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me. More of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. It's 16 past the hour on Daybreak. On the Feast of St. Andrew, this is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. I'm Paul Sadek. We begin the liturgical day with the whole church. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips. And and my my mouth will will proclaim your praise. Come, let us worship the Lord, the King of Apostles. Alleluia. Come, let us worship the Lord, the King of Apostles. Alleluia. Come, let us sing to the Lord and shout with joy to the rock who saves us. Let us approach him with praise and thanksgiving and sing joyful songs to the Lord. Come, let us worship the Lord. The King of Apostles, Alleluia. The Lord is God, the mighty God, the great King over all the gods. He holds in his hands the depths of the earth and the highest mountains as well. He made the sea, it belongs to him, the dry land too, for it was formed by his hands. Come, let us worship the Lord, the King of Apostles. Alleluia! Come then, let us bow down and worship, Bending the knee before the Lord our Maker, for He is our God and we are His people, the flock He shepherds. Come, let us worship the Lord, the King of Apostles. Alleluia! Today, listen to the voice of the Lord. 
Do not grow stubborn as your fathers did in the wilderness. When at Meribah and Massah, they challenged me and provoked me, although they had seen all of my works. Come, let us worship the Lord, the King of Apostles. Alleluia! Forty years I endured that generation. I said they are a people whose hearts go astray, and they do not know my ways. So I swore in my anger, they shall not enter into my rest. Come, let us worship the Lord, the King of Apostles. Alleluia! Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Come, let us worship the Lord, the King of Apostles. Alleluia! Their voice has gone out to the limits of the earth, their words to the ends of the world. Their voice has gone out to the limits of the earth, their words to the ends of the world. The heavens proclaim the glory of God, and the firmament shows forth the work of His hands. Day unto day takes up the story, and night unto night makes known the message. No speech, no word, no voice is heard. Yet their span extends through all the earth, their words to the utmost bounds of the world. There he has placed a tent for the sun. It comes forth like a bridegroom coming from his tent, rejoices like a champion to run its course. At the end of the sky is the rising of the sun. To the furthest end of the sky is its course. There is nothing concealed from its burning heat. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As As it was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen. Their voice has gone out to the limits of the earth, their words to the ends of the world. They proclaimed what God has done for us. They grasped the meaning of his deeds. They proclaimed what God has done for us. They grasped the meaning of his deeds. Hear my voice, O God, as I complain. Guard my life from the dread of the foe. Hide me from the band of the wicked, from the throng of those who do evil. They sharpen their tongues like swords. They aim bitter words like arrows to shoot at the innocent from ambush, shooting suddenly and recklessly. They scheme their evil course. They conspire to lay secret snares. 
they say, who will see us? Who can search out our crimes? He will search who searches the mind and knows the depths of the heart. God has shot them with his arrow and dealt them sudden wounds. Their own tongue has brought them to ruin, and all who see them mock. Then will all men fear. They will tell what God has done. They will understand God's deeds. The just will rejoice in the Lord and fly to him for refuge. All the upright hearts will glory. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As As it was in the beginning, beginning, is is now, now, and and will will be forever. Amen. They They proclaimed what God has done for us. They They grasped the meaning of his deeds. God's holiness was revealed by them. All nations saw God's glory. God's holiness was revealed by them. All nations saw God's glory. The Lord is King. Let earth rejoice. Let all the coastlands be glad. Cloud and darkness are his raiment, his throne, justice and right. A fire prepares his path. It burns up his foes on every side. His lightnings light up the world. The earth trembles at the sight. The mountains melt like wax before the Lord of all the earth. The skies proclaim his justice. All people see his glory. Let those who serve idols be ashamed, those who boast of their worthless gods. All you spirits worship him. Zion hears and is glad. The people of Judah rejoice because of your judgments, O Lord. For you indeed are the Lord, most high above all the earth exalted far above all spirits. The Lord loves those who hate evil. He guards the souls of his saints. He sets them free from the wicked. Light shines forth for the just and joy for the upright of heart. Rejoice, you just, in the Lord. Give glory to his holy name. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was was in in the the beginning, beginning, is now, now. and And will will be be forever. forever. Amen. God's holiness was revealed by them. All nations saw God's glory. They proclaimed the Lord's praises, told of his power to save, and of the wonders he had worked. A reading from the first letter of the Apostle Paul to the Corinthians. The message of the cross is complete absurdity to those who are headed for ruin. But to us who are experiencing salvation, it is the power of God. Scripture says, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and thwart the cleverness of the clever. Where is the wise man to be found? Where the scribe? Where is the master of worldly argument? Has not God turned the wisdom of this world into folly? Since in God's wisdom, the world did not come to know him through wisdom, it pleased God to save those who believe through the absurdity of the preaching of the gospel. Yes, Jews demand signs, and Greeks look for wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified, 
a stumbling block to Jews and an absurdity to Gentiles. But to those who are called, Jews and Greeks alike, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. For God's folly is wiser than men, and his weakness more powerful than men. Brothers, you are among those called. Consider your situation. Not many of you are wise, as men account wisdom. Not many are influential, and surely not many are well-born. God chose those whom the world considers absurd to shame the wise. He singled out the weak of this world to shame the strong. He chose the world's low-born and despised, those who count for nothing, those who were something, so that mankind can do no boasting before God. God, it is who has given you life in Jesus Christ. He has made him our wisdom and also our justice, our sanctification and our redemption. This is just as you find it written, Let him who would boast, boast in the Lord. As for myself, brothers, when I came to you, I did not come proclaiming God's testimony with any particular eloquence or wisdom. No, I determined that while I was with you, I would speak of nothing but Jesus Christ and Him crucified. When I came among you, it was in weakness and fear and with much trepidation. My message and my preaching had none of the persuasive force of wise argumentation, but the convincing power of the Spirit. As a consequence, your faith rests not on the wisdom of men, but on the power of God. As the Lord was walking by the Sea of Galilee, he saw Peter and Andrew casting their nets into the sea. He called out to them, saying, Come, Come follow me. me. I will make you fishers of men. They were fishermen, so he said to them, Come follow me. I will make you fishers of men. A reading from a homily on the Gospel of John by St. John Chrysostom, Bishop. After Andrew had stayed with Jesus and had learned much from him, he did not keep this treasure to himself, but hastened to share it with his brother. Notice what Andrew said to him. We have found the Messiah, that is to say, the Christ. Notice how his words reveal what he has learned in so short a time. They show the power of the Master who has convinced them of this truth. They reveal the zeal and concern of men preoccupied with this question from the very beginning. Andrew's words reveal a soul waiting with the utmost longing for the coming of the Messiah, looking forward to his appearing from heaven, rejoicing when he does appear, and hastening to announce so great an event to others. To support one another in the things of the Spirit is the true sign of goodwill between brothers, of loving kinship, and sincere affection. Notice, too, how, even from the beginning, Peter is docile and receptive in spirit. He hastens to Jesus without delay. He brought him to Jesus, says the evangelist, but Peter must not be condemned for his readiness to accept Andrew's word without much weighing of it. It is probable that his brother had given him, and many others, a careful account of the event. The evangelists, in the interest of brevity, regularly summarize a lengthy narrative. 
St. John does not say that Peter believed immediately, but that he brought him to Jesus. Andrew was to hand him over to Jesus to learn everything for himself. There was also another disciple present, and he hastened with them for the same purpose. When John the Baptist said, This is the Lamb, and he baptizes in the Spirit, he left the deeper understanding of these things to be received from Christ. All the more so would Andrew act in the same way, since he did not think himself able to give a complete explanation. He brought his brother to the very source of light, and Peter was so joyful and eager that he would not delay even for a moment. As soon as Andrew heard the Lord preaching, he left the nets which were his livelihood and way of life, and and followed the Lord who gives eternal life. This is the man who endured suffering for the love of Christ and for his law, and and followed the Lord who gives eternal life. You are God, we praise you. You are the Lord, we acclaim you. You are the eternal Father. All creation worships you. To you, all angels, all the powers of heaven, cherubim and seraphim sing in endless praise. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. The glorious company of apostles praise you. The noble fellowship of prophets praise you. The white-robed army of martyrs praise you. Throughout the world, the Holy Church acclaims you. Father of majesty unbounded, your true and only Son, worthy of all worship and the Holy Spirit, advocate and guide. You, Christ, are the King of glory, the eternal Son of the Father. When you became man to set us free, you did not spurn the virgin's womb. You overcame the sting of death and opened the kingdom of heaven to all believers. You are seated at God's right hand in glory. We believe that you will come and be our judge. Come then, Lord, and help your people. But with the price of your own blood, and bring us with your saints. 
to glory everlasting. Let us pray. We humbly implore your majesty, O Lord, that just as the blessed Apostle Andrew was for your church a preacher and pastor, so he may be for us a constant intercessor before you. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. 22 minutes before the hour, we'll check out today's gospel in just a few minutes, along with In Conversation with God and Morning Prayer on Daybreak. It's Wednesday, November 30th, 2022. I'm Paul Sadek, and this is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's the Feast of St. Andrew, and in today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, it's the call of Andrew and his brother. From the fourth chapter of the Gospel of Matthew. As he walked by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Immediately they left their nets and followed him. And going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, in the boat with Zebedee, their father, mending their nets, and he called them. Immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group, daily and Sunday Mass readings are on the relevant radio app. Andrew and his brother Simon Peter gave up quite a lot to follow Christ, a lot of earthly things. That's often required in responding to a vocational call. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 7, Special Feasts. A little later, as he was walking by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who was called Peter, and his brother Andrew, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, Come and follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. And at once they left the nets and followed him. This call is the culmination of their first encounter with the Master. Like the other disciples after him, Andrew responds at once. Each of them practices heroic detachment from his material possessions so that he can follow in the footsteps of the Master without hindrance. St. Gregory the Great comments on the definitive call of these fishermen. He concludes that the kingdom of heaven is all the more valuable, the greater the extent of the earthly riches we forego for the sake of the kingdom. Our surrender to Jesus, whose life intermingles with our own, must be total. Peter and Andrew leave a great deal behind them, given that both lose the desire for their possessions. The Lord wants to depend on men and women who are pure of heart, people with big hearts not tied to earthly goods. Each Christian is called to live this spirit of dedication in accordance with his or her personal vocation. There is no room for anything in our life that does not serve completely for giving God glory. When we have recourse to the Master who is so close to us every day, what could we possibly hold back for ourselves alone? 
in one way or another, Christ enters into our lives too. The virtue of detachment helps us to stay at Jesus' side as he goes forward on his mission at a fast and steady pace. It is not possible for us to keep up with him if we have too much baggage. We cannot be left behind on account of a few material possessions that are not worth our excessive concern for them. At times, Jesus issues a personal call at an early age. At others, one's vocation becomes clear in the course of one's mature years when we have only a short distance to go before we arrive in his presence. Such a variety in the time the Lord chooses to call each of us is shown in the parable concerning the laborers who go out to work at different times of the day. Whichever our own case may be, we are called to respond with the joy the evangelists express when they recall the circumstances of their own definitive vocation. Jesus is the same now as then. He is the one who invites us to accompany him on the way. Tradition recalls how St. Andrew died praising the cross of his crucifixion since it was the means for at last drawing him finally close to the Master. Hail, O cross, receive the disciple of him who hung from thee, my Master Christ. O good cross, so long desired and now awaiting my thirsty heart, in tranquil joy and exultant security I come to thee. Thou hast received the beauty and loveliness of the members of the Lord. Do thou now receive me and take me from men and join me again to my master, so that he who by thee redeemed me may by thee also receive me. Whatever is most difficult for us to offer Jesus will be easy if we join our own sacrifice to the loving oblation of Christ. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers. You'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore. Fourteen minutes before the hour, we pray with the whole church. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Two men followed the Lord from the beginning. One of these was Andrew, the brother of Simon Peter. O God, you are my God, for you I long. For you my soul is thirsting. My body pines for you, like a dry, weary land without water. So I gaze on you in the sanctuary to see your strength and your glory. For your love is better than life. My lips will speak your praise. So will I bless you all my life. In your name I will lift up my hands. My soul shall be filled as with a banquet. My mouth shall praise you with joy. On my bed I remember you. On you I muse through the night, for you have been my help. In the shadow of your wings I rejoice. My soul clings to you. Your right hand holds me fast. Glory to the Father and to the Son 
and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Father, creator of unfailing light, give that same light to those who call to you. May our lips praise you, our lives proclaim your goodness, our work give you honor, and our voices celebrate you forever. Two men followed the Lord from the beginning. One of these was Andrew, the brother of Simon Peter. The Lord loved Andrew and cherished his friendship. Bless the Lord, all you works of the Lord. Praise and exalt him forever. Angels of the Lord, bless the Lord. You heavens, bless the Lord. All you waters above the heavens, bless the Lord. All you hosts of the Lord, bless the Lord. Sun and moon, bless the Lord. Stars of heaven, bless the Lord. Every shower and dew, bless the Lord. All you winds, bless the Lord. Fire and heat, bless the Lord. Cold and chill, bless the Lord. Dew and rain, bless the Lord. Frost and chill, bless the Lord. Ice and snow, bless the Lord. Nights and days, bless the Lord. Light and darkness, bless the Lord. Lightnings and clouds, bless the Lord. Let the earth bless the Lord. Praise and exalt him above all forever. Mountains and hills, bless the Lord. Everything growing from the earth, bless the Lord. You springs, bless the Lord. Seas and rivers, bless the Lord. You dolphins and all water creatures, bless the Lord. All you birds of the air, bless the Lord. All you beasts, wild and tame, bless the Lord. You sons of men, bless the Lord. O Israel, bless the Lord. Praise and exalt him above all forever. Priests of the Lord, bless the Lord. Servants of the Lord, bless the Lord. Spirits and souls of the just, bless the Lord. Holy men of humble heart, bless the Lord. Ananiah, Azariah, Mishael, bless the Lord. Praise and exalt him above all forever. Let us bless the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Let us praise and exalt him above all forever. Blessed are you, Lord, in the firmament of heaven, praiseworthy and glorious and exalted above all forever. The Lord loved Andrew and cherished his friendship. friendship. 
Andrew said to his brother Simon, We have found the Messiah, and he brought him to Jesus. Sing a new song to the Lord, his praise in the assembly of the faithful. Let Israel rejoice in its maker. Let Zion's sons exult in their king. Let them praise his name with dancing and make music with timbrel and harp. For the Lord takes delight in his people. He crowns the poor with salvation. Let the faithful rejoice in their glory, shout for joy and take their rest. Let the praise of God be on their lips and a two-edged sword in their hand to deal out vengeance to the nations and punishment on all the peoples, to bind their kings in chains and their nobles in fetters of iron, to carry out the sentence preordained. This honor is for all his faithful. Glory to the Father and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Let Israel rejoice in you, Lord, and acknowledge you as Creator and Redeemer. We put our trust in your faithfulness and proclaim the wonderful truths of salvation. May your loving kindness embrace us now and forever. Andrew said to his brother Simon, We have found the Messiah, and he brought him to Jesus. A reading from Ephesians You are strangers and aliens no longer. No, you are fellow citizens of the saints and members of the household of God. You form a building which rises on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, with Christ Jesus himself as the capstone. Through him, the whole structure is fitted together and takes shape as a holy temple in the Lord. In him, you are being built into this temple to become a dwelling place for God in the Spirit. The word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to God. God. You have made them rulers over all the earth. You You have have made made them rulers rulers over all the earth. They will always remember your name, O Lord, over over all all the the earth. earth. Glory to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. You You have have made them rulers over all the earth. I bow before the cross made precious by Christ, my Master. I embrace it as his disciple. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our lives. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation 
by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. I bow before the cross made precious by Christ, my Master. I embrace it as his disciple. Beloved friends, we have inherited heaven along with the apostles. Let us voice our thanks to the Father for all his gifts. The The company company of apostles praises you, O Lord. Praise be to you, Lord, for the banquet of Christ's body and blood given us through the apostles. Which refreshes us and gives us life. The The company company of apostles praises you, O Lord. Praise be to you, Lord, for the feast of your word prepared for us by the apostles. Giving us light and joy. The The company company of apostles praises you, O Lord. Praise be to you, Lord, for your holy church founded on the apostles. Where we are gathered together into your community. The The company company of apostles praises you, O Lord. Praise be to you, Lord, for the cleansing power of baptism and penance that you have entrusted to your apostles. Through which we are cleansed of our sins. The The company company of apostles apostles praises you, O Lord. With the longing for the coming of God's kingdom, let us offer our prayer to the Father. Our Father, who who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. We humbly implore your majesty, O Lord, that just as the blessed Apostle Andrew was for your church a preacher and pastor, so he may be for us a constant intercessor before you. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. Happy feast day to every Andrew, Andy, or even Drew. We've got one of those. Morning Air next. I'm Paul Sadek. See you tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central or on the app. Go out now and make this a great day and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio. Relevant Radio.